Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You're the first one in, last one out, and you do whatever it takes to succeed. Nonetheless, 25 million Americans have chosen the entrepreneurial life because it's equal parts demanding and fulfilling. Welcome to the People First, Then Profit podcast. Join hospitality veteran, photographer, and entrepreneur Don Mamoni each week as he hosts a candid, no-holds-barred conversation with successful business owners and entrepreneurs eager to share their professional secrets with you. Like his crazy Italian family does on Sunday nights, he's serving up a healthy portion of inspiration, motivation, and education, so I hope you're hungry. Now, here's your host, Don Mamoni. All right, everybody, welcome back to the People First and Profit podcast. I am joined today by none other than Christopher Voss. Christopher and I met uh, in the internet marketing space. He is a kind-hearted and brilliant entrepreneur and the founder of the ROR Method. Now, I know what you're thinking. Tell me what the ROR Method is. But before we do that, I want to say hello to Christopher. Hi, Christopher. How are you? Uh, hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Super excited about this interview today. Uh, you bet. We're going to have a really great time. Before I go too far, I'd like to tell the guests and the audience uh, who we're talking to. And so you've sent me an adorable little bio that is, uh, it doesn't do you justice. It's really well written, but it doesn't do you justice. So I'm just going to share this little snippet and we're going to get to know you a little bit. And then we're going to get into the topic for today, which is the ROR method. So uh, Christopher is an entrepreneur and founded the ROR method. He personally helps people looking to connect with their dream clients and get noticed by influencers in their field. He coaches them on how to use relationships to grow their business, whether it's more sales, more exposure, or cultivating a partnership. Chris, thanks, Christopher, thanks for being here again today. Number one, uh, I have to do that. And guys, I'm going to do that this whole interview because Chris and I know each other well enough where I would call him like, hey, Chris, brother, friend, how are you? But the thing is, is he's got a junior in his house. So he's not Chris. His junior is Chris. He's Christopher. So uh, Christopher, if I do that, it's because I know you and I love you. And, and so I just want to shorten your name. You know what? You can call me Chris anytime you want here. That's okay. That's really sweet. Me. You're but, kind, no, but I understand is it always is a problem too, as well. When they come to our house, I always open up my son's, he opens up mine. So now my packages are addressed to a completely different name. So no one opens my stuff. Is it Chenandler Bong? Please tell me that your, your shipments come to Chenandler Bong. <laughs> no, do you, if you don't get that yeah. reference, it's because you're not a huge friends fan. Like I am. No, no, I'm a friends fan. I, I was I thought there for a second, good idea, but um, you know, <laughs> they might open that because they'll be like, they might. This? Who's this person? Who's this person? So I do my middle name. So I go Randall Senior. So anything that comes to Randall Senior, my wife will not open it. Which is fun because you don't want to spoil gifts, right? They come to to you and somebody opens it and they're like, oh, look, dad got me a new football. Anyway. All right, let's move on. So you're the relationship guy. So it's funny if you guys are following along right now, if you're watching live, you heard me say the word relationship uh, 150 million bajillion times, which totally means that you and I share a heart, a brain, and a soul when it comes to the core of what we do. So you guys, the, the ROR, all right, here you go. Big reveal, drum roll, please. ROR stands for return on relationship. Uh, before we get into the topics for the day, tell me where that came from, what it means to you and, and how you've, how it served you in your time. You know, I've been doing this for a while, but I watched a Facebook live one time of a guy by the name of Dave Woodward. And his Facebook post was talking about what is your ROI versus your ROR. So he talked about 
it's not about your return on investment. It's about your return on relationship. And we talked about how return on relationship is actually more important than your return on investment because a really good, strong ROR, a good return on relationship, ultimately at the end of the day will be a return on investment because of all the benefits and things that come from that relationship that you built. So I saw that I saw that podcast or saw that video uh, Facebook Live one day, and so I created this graphic. Of, you know, what is your ROI versus your ROR? And I sent that to Dave, saying this is really inspiring. I made up this really cool graphic, um, and I gave it to him. And then you know, several months, maybe a year went by, and as I began to build relationships and connect and, and apply this principle in my life, a friend of mine's like, dude, you need to teach this. You know, you need to talk about relationships and getting a return on relationship. Then I thought of that. I'm like, hey, return on relationship. Yeah. I, boom. And then we just, we ran with it. So that's kind of the, that's the birthplace of it. So I got to say that one of the things that I talk with my clients in, in my coaching program, on my intensives, when somebody's struggling with business or struggling with, with traction, some of the things they say to themselves, well, I mean, I just blank that four letter word just is a four letter word. I just blank. And it's because it's so part of your DNA. And, and if you're listening out there and thinking the same thing, well, I just blank. I just want to remind everybody that something you do every day that is just something you do could be a mind blowing concept to somebody else. And it is a moral imperative for you to share that with the world, period. And so you did that. So you did that. You started this concept of return on relationship. What does that mean? What do, what do you do? So, you know, relationships are the foundation of everything. I mean, whether it be business or personal life, everything is built upon relationships. It's the foundation. You know, my grandfather died at 103. He made it to his 103rd birthday and he died two weeks later just because his body ran out of gas. I mean, he didn't get any major sickness. He just, his body was like, I'm 103. Mm -hmm. And consciously, he made it to his 103rd birthday and he died two weeks later. So I was explaining to my grandpa two weeks before he died what I do, explaining to ROR, return on relationship, and tried to explain to a 103-year-old man digital marketing and Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, I really literally was kind of blowing his mind. He's like, wow, this sounds really cool. And so I told him about building and connecting relationships, that powerful partnerships, joint ventures, opportunities are all built first on a friendship. It's built, uh, I call it the human factor, connecting on a human level first. If you connect on a human level first, everything will naturally fall into place. You don't see that there's not any bumps in the road, but you got to connect there first. And so my grandpa looked at me and said, Mutt, who's my nickname, because there's Mutt and Jeff, the cartoon characters. Everyone yeah. listening to this, <laughs> young for that. But Mutt and Jeff were cartoon characters back in the day. Do you, Don's yeah. like, yeah, I yeah agree. I'm old enough. I, yeah, I know. So I was Mutt. And he goes, Mutt? Listen, that's the way I did business my whole life. That's the way I started and grew all my businesses. Now, this is a guy that was in World War II, you know, invaded the beaches. This guy's been through everything. But he looked at me and he said, every single one of my businesses was built on a relationship. He goes, this is the way I did business. And I'm so excited, Mutt, that you're teaching people about this. So really, Don, this is the old, new way of doing business. And we've gotten away from it because mm -hmm. people get selfish. It's always me, me, me. What can I take from the other person? And really a return on relationship is giving first 
giving to the other person and being intentional about it. And then that person giving, that person giving back, that is the return. And when you have a strong ROR, you have that return, uh, that's where all the magic happens. And so my logo is two hands shaking. There we go. Two hands shaking. And there's two arrows that go in a circle. And mm -hmm. so here's the key thing. If you have a good ROR, and if you focus on a return relationship, and if there is a return, it's infinite. It's never ending. These, these arrows constantly go in a circle. And that's what's beautiful about relationships and business and everything, that when you, it's built properly, it's never ending. It's always there. It's always there for opportunities. It's there for strengthening. It's there for struggles. It, it's just, that's why it's the foundation of everything. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the ROR part. You said the word, you said the word, it's the foundation of any business. And in, in, in talking to your grandfather, you heard the stories of how it used to be done, right? Out of necessity. They didn't have digital media. They didn't have, right? So it was the way that it was done. Now, you're going to really get me to focus now on the generational gap that exists between people in marketplaces and workplaces. I did a talk and it was kind of, it wasn't a keynote per se, but I right. gave it a, a bunch of different companies, one of which was like um, BT, British Telecommunications. They are a very forward thinking company, but they have the generation gap all the way, I'd say from the greatest generation, all the way up to millennials and just past. And I did this talk and it was called typewriters to tweets. And it was about trying to bridge the gap. And one of the things that you've said just now was the old way of doing things is becoming new again. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important. And, and Christopher, I think you're on to something because relationships build trust. Trust is something that we have to basically um, trade on. It's a commodity. And that sounds yep. so negative. I don't mean it from a perspective of that it's not important, doesn't carry weight, isn't unique. But if you don't have trust, the likelihood that you will be successful in the things you're talking about, like joint ventures, partnerships, business, it goes down and it goes down exponentially and very quickly. So the fact that it's the foundation of a business and that there's a process that can be created, right? We're all looking for framework and process to help us be efficient. Is now the time? Is now the time is my question. Are we overdue? What can we do in businesses for the audience that's listening? You know, it's business owners, entrepreneurs, creative professionals, people in the hospitality events industry, people that are working really, really hard and lead generation, customer acquisition, loyalty. Those are trigger words for them because they're like, I need those things now more than ever. Is now the time and how do we do it? It's definitely the time. And there's a phrase that I go by and Dale Carnegie, he says it amazing. He says, you can gain more friends in two months by showing interest in others than spending two years trying to get them interested in you. And you take out that word friends. What's great about that and being a method guide, I like to take, you know, take that word out friends and plug whatever you want in there. You know, uh, you know, dates, relationships, joint ventures, podcast interviews. You know, you can get more podcast interviews by showing interest in others for two months and trying to get someone interested in you and what you're doing to get them interviewed on their podcast. So what Dale Carnegie says, I love that because it's it's so true. Now is the time because you know you need to plant the seeds and relationships. It can be a long game strategy and it can be a short game strategy too as well. 
a lot of times relationships are looked at as, hey, this is a long game, this is a long game strategy. That is true. But the thing that I like to add to that is it also can be a short game strategy if you do it in the proper way. That's why I have a method. If you do this, this, and this, and this, number one, you can get recognized. You can rise above all the other people out there that are trying to get attention as well. I mean, if you think of the people that you want to connect with and build a relationship with and get in front of, there's a whole lot of other people too as well that are trying to do the exact same thing. So it's like, how do I stand out from everyone else? How do I be different? Uh, you know, where where do I begin? And so, like you said, start now. And the best way to start right now is just make that list of people. You know, who are the people that I want to build with, connect with, have a relationship with? Who are people that I know could help move the needle of my business? That if I build a relationship first on a human factor and became acquainted and friends and got connected with this individual first, what would that mean down the road? So you have to sit down, like Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. Um, it's okay. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you're only getting into that relationship because you want something. Don't start there first. Start on the human level, connect first, get the relationship first, and then the opportunities will come down the road. Because if you're top of the mind with certain individuals and they know what you're about, first you get to know them. You lean in towards them. They're going to lean back. You know, I've gotten messages from people all the time that says, you know, out of a thousand people that reached out to me, Christopher stood out. And then I started following Christopher. Mm -hmm. And that's what's beautiful about how it works is you show intention, you show gratitude, you reach out to some individual, do it now, don't wait. And then they're eventually going to turn. And uh, I kind of call it like snap the neck, you know, when, when uh, you know, something kind of catches your attention, you know, you know, get their attention first, connect. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's so important is do it now is because, you know, you need to dig your well before you're thirsty. Mm -hmm. And that's so critical. I mean, we've just gone through a global pandemic. You know, we're still in it. Um, there's a lot going on with that. And there's a lot of businesses that were turned upside down. And I've heard people say, I, I hear it on the news. I hear it in podcasts. I hear it all the time. Tony Robbins talked about it in his event. Relationships are the key. There are re relationships are what got some people through this on a business standpoint, mm -hmm. or you think of all the emotional things that we're all going through. Relationships got people through, um, you know, what we're going through right now. And so start now because you want to dig your well before you're thirsty, because I guarantee you someday you're going to be thirsty. You're going to need to drink. And if you wait then to dig, you're going to get super dehydrated and you might not make it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first of all, I love that saying. Uh, let's back up a little bit. So what I heard from you is, and I was going to, I was going to throw you this curveball, but you got ahead of it. What about the people out there in the world that are like, oh, I see. So you just use and abuse people to get what you want. I mean, that that's a perspective that could come from the work that you do. And you've already said you can't, I mean, you can't go in with that intention. If that's your intention, this won't work because, and uh, I'm a pop culture fanatic. You know this about me. I love making references. I made this actual same reference because we were talking about trust in Clubhouse Room earlier this week. Uh, it's like Aladdin from Disney. He's the diamond in the rough, right? So all these imposters could go to that cave and could say like, oh yeah, I'm totally genuine. Oh yeah, I'm totally here for you. And hey, let's do this thing. And they get swallowed up by the sand. And the reason that is, is because you can't fake it. People will know if you're 
disingenuous, if you're self-serving, if you're self-motivated. The second thing I heard that's so important, and I want to I want to talk about this for a minute, Chris, to fur, is it's a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is not a, a transactional experience. This is a long game. This is, and it's not even game. This is a long play. This is a long interaction. Like you are literally getting invested in these people's lives at a level where you're like, Hey, listen, I want to connect with you on a human level, heart to heart, soul to soul, whatever you want to say. This is what I do. This is what you do. When, and if the opportunity presents itself, I would love to be of service to you. That's hard in the world we live in today. And why is it so hard? One of the reasons is, is because everything happens immediately in our world today. My daughter wants to watch Aladdin. She goes over to Disney plus and clicks it on, right? You want something that you need, uh, you order it on Amazon. And as soon as within a few hours, up until usually a day or two later, it's in your hand. Yep. So what do you tell people that, uh, maybe aren't used to that, right? This concept of planting seeds and dilling, digging your well now, because someday you're going to be thirsty and you're going to need that group of people. What do you say to the people that are used to the immediacy of the world we live in right now? You know, the thing is, is you just have to, number one, like you said, you need to start now. And the great thing about it is the first win that you have, the first time that a person acknowledges or leans back into you and says, you know, thank you so much for that note that you sent me. It was timely and I needed it. And when that first experience happens, that will light a fire with you that you're gonna be like, oh my word, people actually care and people actually want to connect. The problem is everyone is used to what everyone else is doing and everyone else mm -hmm. has an agenda. And if I can drop a little value here to your group and those listening on the podcast, um, this is something that I teach and I guarantee you, this is very simple, but if you do it, it will be a game changer for you and everything in your relationship building and in your business. Start every single day, right? I learned this from a mentor of mine. So this is not my original idea, but I took that idea from him years ago and applied it to the ROR method. Write two thank you cards a day. Get up in the morning as part of your morning routine, fill out a thank you card. Don't have anything there with your brand or your logo. It's just from you and write a thank you note and say something, you know, Hey, Don, I listened to your Facebook live and it inspired me and I needed it at the time. Thank you so much, Sharon. And just write a little note. The reason is that you do this is like you said, it changes the approach. Um, you know, people, if you come from a place of gratitude and if it's not natural for you, or if you're worried about, Hey, maybe this is going to come off. Like I'm looking for something then don't have it come off. Like you're looking for something. Don't, you know, if you send someone a note and says, I appreciate you. One of the greatest things that you hear this all the time about being authentic, you know, authentic authenticity, being authentic, you know, it's just kind of an overused term right now. But when it comes to relationship building, you want to be as authentic as possible. And one of the ways that you be authentic is be vulnerable and be not okay. When someone comes into something and they're very okay with themselves and people just pick up on the fact that this person only wants to tell me about them. And this is all about them and not, not really concerned about me. So forcing yourself to write those thank you cards every single day is going to get your mindset into a place. I mean, deep authenticity comes from the subconscious part of your brain, you know, and it's not the, it's not that, it's not that part that just, it's the subconscious part. So 
what can you do to train yourself to get to a place where you're coming out of a place of gratefulness and gratitude? And so doing those two thank you cards every single day, it will change your mindset. And what it will do is people can feel the vibe. It's like, you know, um, when you have a dog, a dog can pick up in a room. If, if my wife and I are maybe disagreeing about something and not even talking about it, our dog can pick up on the fact that there is a disturbance in the force. Something's mm-hmm. not right in the room. Same thing happens when you reach out to people. They get the vibe. And so if your vibe is from the right place, it's going to come across in the words that you write on paper. You know, if you send someone a DM, I guarantee you that DM on where it comes from will come across to that person, whether you're, you're just trying to connect with an individual or you're looking for something. And so that's something that will drastically help come from the right place. I love the simplistic nature of that, the tactical, consistent, just do this every day. And it sort of starts to turn the Titanic, right? Uh, it doesn't turn on a dime. It takes a lot of time and effort to change course and to change direction. Something that is as big as the Titanic and the analogy there, of course, is the way in which we do things, the environment which we've operated. Um, quick thing, I, I was on a podcast with a wedding planner and I, I told her that I wanted to start an initiative mm-hmm. and call it the Stop the Double Tap because we've gotten to a place where you're literally scrolling through. And the, the joke is not that it's not okay to just like double tap a photo and heart it, like it, have that, that brief interaction, but we've gotten so consistent with that being the way in which we interact. I kept seeing things like somebody was posting that they've just beaten cancer. They've won their battle against cancer. Somebody who just um, posted that after years of trying, the IVF worked and they're now, you know, 24 weeks pregnant. And there was like three comments and a hundred likes. And I'm like, come on, people. Can we live in a world where the three-dimensional world mimics itself in the two-dimensional world? If somebody walked into a room to your home in a conference in the park and said, yeah, you know, I just beat cancer, would you give them a thumbs up? <laughs> would you give them the okay sign? Would you wink at them? No, you'd say, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. And my heart goes out to you for having to even fought that battle at all. Something that simple it doesn't have to be a ticker tape parade per se, although they probably deserve it. But I love the, the intentionality and authenticity of what you're trying to create here. It is so important. And I said earlier that, you know, uh, immediacy doesn't take play here, right? You can have an immediate action writing a thank you note, reaching out in some way, but, but the development of the relationship takes time. And I, I said, it's, it's a long game. I'm actually going to take that back and say, it is kind of a game, not that it's a game to be trifled with or that it's not important, but the way in which you start to learn about people, the way in which you start to operate, the questions you ask, the notes that you make, the way you train your brain to be like, I know that as an example, my beautiful and talented wife, if anybody knows her at all, or spends a minute with her, they know she's a gardener. They know she loves to get her hands in dirt. That's her therapy. She does art. She loves this. She loves that. So if somebody were paying attention and sent her a cute little mug that had something to do with gardening or plants, I would know that they're paying attention, that they actually love her and care about her. So that is sort of the game. Can I change my perspective, follow Christopher Voss's ROR method and have a a notes section in my contacts list where I make these notes that I'm attuned and attentive to these people. I love everything about this. 
I just do. And I know I'm a relationship marketer. And so you are literally preaching to the choir. You stocked the pond today. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, so let's, let's go ahead. And, and as we get ready to wrap up, what is the number one thing aside from the notes, which you already gave us a sneak peek into something that they can do. What is something that my audience keeping in mind that these are people that are um, business owners, entrepreneurs, career-driven professionals, hospitality events, working the work, doing the hard stuff in first, out last, getting it done. What is the thing that they can do to take this RO or method and apply it to their life today? Think of this phrase that my mom taught me. She said, um, I'm going to tie this into something I said sooner, but I want to say this. Those that this, I think the author is unknown on this. Those that bring sunshine into the lives of others cannot keep it from themselves. Mm-hmm. And ROR will not only help grow your business, but there's, there's uh, side effects to this. And one of the side effects is it's going to help you out mentally right now. Because as you shed light and, you know, as you bring sunshine in lives, you can't keep it from yourselves. And so not only is this going to help you long-term, like you said, Don, it's a marathon, you know, long-term gain, building those relationships, setting up those opportunities that can come down the road. The thing I want everyone to end with is one something I said earlier, and that is, this is dig your well before you're thirsty. Start now. You know, they say the best time in the world to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time to plant a tree is today. And I like to tweak that right into relationships. The best time in the world for you to build, I'm going to say the word powerful relationships, mm-hmm. powerful relationships was two months ago, three months ago, a year ago, that live event that you were at two years ago, the next best time to start a relationship, dig your well before you're thirsty. The best time is right now, today, um, tomorrow. I'll accept that. That's fine. If you're busy today, start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. The but, sooner, uh, the better is the moral of that story yeah. as soon as is conceivably possible. And I want to touch on something because, uh, my clients, struggle with this. Every single one of them, every single one of them. And that's the fear of failure and a resistance to asking for support because uh, there's something about business owners. They think they can do it all on their own. They own a business. I have to do this on my own, right? And that's not the case. We have community for a reason. We build powerful, to use your word, relationships for a reason. When you talk about digging your well before you're thirsty, right? Obviously the the theme is if you dig your well when you're thirsty, by the time you get to water, you're done. You're out. You're not going to make it. Yep. But and the cool thing is for those of us that are that feel fear of failure, others won't let you fail. If you form these powerful relationships, and I can speak just to uh, the last year, or I can look at the last 15 years. My wife and I have operated a successful, and when I successful, I say with a great deal of humility, very successful photography studio over the last 15 years. When the pandemic hit, the outpouring of love and support that we got because of the way hospitality was hit. I mean, li- literally, we are live event photographers. And when live events go away, so does, yeah, your brand relevance. And so we spent the last year relying on those relationships, right? To get us through, to determine. It also allowed me to pursue another brand and to help other business owners and entrepreneurs when things come back, because they will. It's not if, it's when. 
How are you going to be well-positioned? How are you going to leverage the time that we've been gifted? Because we're going to look at it from that perspective. How do we leverage the time we've been gifted to get out the gate better, stronger, faster than our competition? And that's happening now. So the last uh, message that I have for you guys, in the last two or three weeks, we have gotten a volume of leads that we haven't seen in the last 15 months. And if you can imagine the way that that makes our hearts sing, almost every single one of them is from a loyal professional partner or client that we haven't talked to other than just checking in in 18 months. And yet here they are banging our door down to say, Hey, we can't wait to give you business. Here's when our next event, we need a headshot, whatever it is. So Christopher, it's a long game. You got to sow the seeds. You got to dig the well, you got to plant the tree, all the wonderful analogies, because once those relationships are formed, people will not let you fail. And you are going to be so comfortable asking for support because those are your people, right? People first, then profit. Those are your people, man. Ooh, this was fun. Was Thank you this for having me here. So love fun. Well, we're, well, I love talking to you, buddy. Like you and I, we interact all week long uh, here and there and our, our paths cross. So uh, before we go, I just want to let everybody know a couple of things. Uh, it, it would be remiss of me not to tell this quick anecdote because uh, in case Christopher comes across in any to any of you, because we're auditory only, uh, as if he wouldn't walk the walk, I'm going to go ahead and dispel that ugly, dirty, nasty little rumor right now. Christopher is the real deal, okay? Yesterday, I'm putting my daughter to bed and uh, Christopher and I have uh, interacted over the course of the last, I don't know, probably half a year or so, getting to know each other. And he texts me, he's like, hey, I need your gate code. Keeping in mind, he doesn't even live in the same state as me. And I'm like, okay, I can't buzz in the gate. I got to give you a code. And he's like, because the door dasher wants to get in and drop off your dinner. And I don't have your gate code. And I went, okay, what is going on in the internet world where you need to let a door dasher that I didn't, he ordered us dinner folks. And immediately was like, it took longer than I thought. I'm really sorry. You know, my daughter was being put to bed uh, candidly and transparently. Emily and I had already eaten some dinner. Do you have any idea, Christopher, how excited my wife is that she has Indian food in the refrigerator that she gets to have for lunch today? Love it. <laughs> like, like, I'm not kidding. She's like, we were planning out our day this morning. We have intentional coffee time every morning uh, before our daughter gets up. And I was like, okay, I've got this, I've got that. I'm interviewing Chris today. And she's like, if you don't tell him how excited I am about the Indian food that's in our refrigerator right now. So- He's not only had an impact on me, who was hosting the podcast, he had an impact on my wife, who was super excited. So, uh, Christopher, I want to thank you for walking the walk, and I want to thank you for bringing this mission and message to the world because we need it right now. I want to say, not more than ever, because that sounds overly dramatic, but more than a very long time. Um, so, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, hopefully, I picked the right dishes. It was a guess. Oh, man, yeah, uh, curry and butter. Like, yeah, first of all, Our again, chicken. yeah, uh, to your point, you asked me questions about like, oh, you know, what do you and Emily like to do? And da, da, da. there you are feverishly making those notes for when the time came where you could basically give us a benevolent gift of time. You gave us the gift of time. We don't have to make lunch today. We don't have to clean up from lunch today. Heat it up, eat it. Super excited about it. You guys, Christopher is a person that you need to know, want to know. So you can find him on Facebook. The link is going to be in the show notes. He does, of course, have uh, this method, has a course. So you can reach out to him and find out more information about it. 
Uh, it's the ROR method course because we like to name things exactly as they are. Good job with that, Christopher. I think we over-engineer that way too much. So uh, you guys could get invested in this, get involved in this. It creates a community of people that are like-minded, that are going to lift each other up and help each other essentially with the guidance of Christopher, the RO method founder, going to help you make sure that you understand how to employ it in your life and in your business so that you can have these things happen for you. Uh, all right, Christopher, I wrap every single podcast with a super fun lightning round. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Fire away. Let the lightning okay. rain. Okay. So um, we're going into the summer. What's your favorite summertime activity? Uh, swimming with my family. Cool. Uh, th those of you that don't know this, Christopher has nine children, nine, count them nine. He basically fields a basketball team every time he goes somewhere. Uh, okay. What is your favorite uh, gift to give or favorite thing? Do you have like a go-to when I very first started relationships? And I know they have to be unique and different for each of the people, but what's one of the favorite things? Is it food delivery? Is it a comfort thing? What is it that you like to do most? I like to send people a plant, a plant, a plant. Um, huh. and you know, it, you want to be careful about giving someone work because yeah. you want to give them a gift that they're like, Oh, geez, I got to worry about this thing now, but yeah. give them a plant that is easy, very easy to grow and very difficult to kill. Yeah. And what's great about it is it's like giving someone an umbrella. How many umbrellas do you have? You probably got like a 25 of them in your trunk. You never give them away. Mm -hmm. uh, People don't throw plants away. And every single time they look at that and as it grows, yeah. they're gonna a plant giver. So that's that's that. one of my go, that's my one of my go-tos. And if it's I brilliant. Know, it's brilliant because you've thought through the process of like, this is a great gift, but be mindful of what the impact is on the person that you're sending it to. And it you can't stuff it in a drawer. Nobody's gonna take a plant and stuff it in a drawer, like you said, give it away. They're gonna see it and it's gonna remind them of you. I think that's brilliant. Okay. Uh, favorite type of movie, like favorite uh, movie to watch. I'm a breakfast club, Uncle Buck, uh, you know, that whole um, genre, oh. you know, throwing some Tommy boy and, you know, I'm a Godfather too as well. I love the Godfather series. So, yep. um, but I'm really big into, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The Yeah. I'll, I'll fill it in for you because I literally am going to start a team of people that believe in the mantra that everything I ever needed to know, I learned from John Hughes period. Amen, brother. Yep. And, and gone too soon. RIP John Hughes. We loved you. I oh, mean, all of his movies were so brilliant. Last uh, lightning round question is if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it go? Where would you go? Bora Bora. Oh, that's beautiful. I have a really fun anecdote about that. Yeah. The, the, uh, a friend of mine who's a photographer went there. She was, uh, this is an, Oh, what the F moment had somebody that lived out there or was staying out there for some reason. And, and they said, Hey, you should come stay with me. And that's one of those times you're like, I mean, can I, should I? So she basically spent her quarantine in Bora Bora. Poor girl. <laughs> Poor girl. Right. Hey, you know what? Bravery. That was brave. I, I give her full faith and effort and credit for that. I love that. Uh, Christopher. That is the dream vacation. Uh, you know, with dying kids, obviously we haven't had a really big chance to do that, but someday we will go swim with the sharks in Bora Bora. I believe you. I believe you. And if there's anything I can do to help support you with that, I am here for it. Christopher, it's been a pleasure to spend just under an hour with you. I know that my audience on Facebook Live has already benefited from the time that we've spent together. And I know that uh, once this drops on the podcast, we're going to affect some lives. We're going to change some lives. And I believe in that. And I believe in you. So thank you for being here. Thanks, Don.
You bet. All right, guys, uh, that's it for this week's episode of the People First and Profit podcast. I want to remind you all that I'm out here for you. I want to help you uh, find out who you are, who you're going to be, what you want to become. I want to help you reach your goals faster and with less work, and I can do that a number of different ways. Join my coaching program. You can sign up for a discovery call. We can do project-level work, and or you can just join my community of people that come together and believe in the People First, Then Profit mantra. It's a rally cry, really. So get out here, join the fight. Thanks again for being here. With that, we're going to have Adam Wilmore take us out of here. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the People First in Profit podcast. If you like this episode, and I'm pretty sure you did, subscribe, review, and share it with your friends, fans, and followers wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the show notes for additional information about this week's guest, as well as a list of all the links and resources we discussed. Be sure to visit peoplefirstinprofit.com for a ton of great content, free resources, and links to the People First in Profit community. All right, I'm Adam Wilmore, and on behalf of your host, Don Mamoni, we'll see you next week. Thank you.